Mike, we're pretty used to companies pulling April Fool's jokes now, but in the past, that wasn't so common. Yeah, so you might know about when Volkswagen changed its name, which I don't even know about that one. One, I think they should keep it to Volkswagen, which is what they were talking about because I think it's better. But two, mm-hmm. I think that that just, that just went all kinds of wrong for them. It was so stupid. Or when Google said it was going to start selling advertising on the moon. I mean, would you really put that past Google, honestly? I'm not sure I would. I mean, Gmail was a, was like, was Gmail a joke or they just announced it on April Fool's, right? They announced it on April Fool's. So we're just waiting for them to bring the moon ads. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're talking today, advertising on the moon? We are. Uh, oh. I know you don't think we've actually been there. But. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this now. Can we move on? <laughs> let's, 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 let's do a different topic. It's not April. It's November as we're recording this. But I saw this on the list and it just spoke to me. Okay. You hungry? <laughs> I am. Uh, let's travel back to 1957, shall we? All right, sounds good to me. On April 1st of that year, the BBC television program Panorama ran a three-minute segment that would make history. Can you give us a feeling for what this show is like? I know it's the world's longest-running TV program, but that's about it. So when I was a kid, Panorama was like the boring show that grown-ups watched, and when the Panorama theme song would come on, it was like, I need to find something else to do. Uh, But in essence, it is a current affairs investigative documentary show that will focus on basically anything. So if something is to be discovered, uncovered, or learned about, or exposed, Panorama will do it. But not like in a salacious way, because this is the BBC after all, unless April Fools is involved. Thank you for that little slice of British life. Anytime, Governor. Okay, so back to 1957. Mm-hmm. On April 1st, the show ran a three-minute segment about a family in southern Switzerland who appeared to be farmers. That sounds pretty normal, like it's a little educational piece, but what they were harvesting was anything but normal. That's right. The family was harvesting spaghetti noodles from a spaghetti tree. Is this a good April Fool's joke? Is this a good prank? Okay, so... I think I I think there might be a little bit of required Britishness actually that I need to add into this. Ooh, okay. April Falls in the UK isn't really a prank thing. It is much more the can you get someone to believe something that isn't true. It's a slight distinction, I think. Like I know that this is like what companies do here, but it's like one of the great things about like April Fool's here, especially when I was growing up, is you don't go too far. You're just trying to... All you want to do is get someone to believe you so you can go, ha, April Fool's. Sounds great. Well, I mean, you know, you get the you get the winning. But it's not... Sure. I, I wouldn't really think of it as a prank kind of thing here so much. So anyway, at the time, according to Stephen, spaghetti was apparently not very well known in the United Kingdom. According to Wikipedia, it wasn't very well known. I'm not convinced about this fact, so that's why I said this. Like, I don't know. Like, I I feel like it might be a bit of a reach to say that in 1957, spaghetti was not known in the UK. I don't know. I don't think I believe this. But anyway, Call call, call your mom up. People assumed my mom wasn't born in '57, but people assumed. Yeah, but I mean, this was accurate. She'll, she'll know that this was how you would get spaghetti from the spaghetti tree. The details of the story, I think, help make it believable. And you can watch the whole broadcast online. I highly suggest that you do. There's a link actually in the Wikipedia article. They have like their media player 
Go watch it. The whole thing is told totally straight, like with all seriousness. I mean, it just looks like a like a news story you would expect. Well, especially from Panorama, right? Like people would just believe that it was right. like a real news story. The story was based on the fact that the winter of 1952 to 1953 had been mild across Europe. And the report said that the warmer temperatures helped assure a bumper <laughs> spaghetti crop. And don't forget that that mild winter meant bad news for the pesky spaghetti weevil that had ruined previous crops. Ah, very good point. Very good point. Goodbye. Yeah, they, they they want it to be cold, you know. They're no tardigrades. No, <laughs> no, they're not. What is really nothing? The program showed numerous shots of trees with long, thin noodles hanging from their branches, along with footage of attractive people gently pulling the noodles from the plants. You don't want to damage your spaghetti with heavy machinery, right? You got to be careful when you're taking it down. That's right. It's a small family farm. Everything's done by hand. The Panorama program went into detail about how plant breeders had worked for years to get all the spaghetti to be the same length and how <laughs> after the crop had been collected, a celebratory dinner was held each year featuring fresh spaghetti that was harvested that day. <laughs> I love the bit about making spaghetti all the same length in the video. Like, you know, you open a box of spaghetti and it's all exactly the same. Well, <laughs> they work very hard. <laughs> that's through the technology of plant breeding. <laughs> Science. <laughs> There's no other way it could have been done. No. Can't, can't cut it, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so where did the idea come from? This is, this is so good. BBC cameraman Charles Diego recalled how teachers at his school in Austria teased his classmates for being so stupid that if they were told that spaghetti grew on trees that they would believe it. So he decided to turn this idea into a joke story. Those, that's terrible. No teacher should do that. Anyway, after pitching the idea, Diego went off and got his footage, then worked with Richard Dimbleby, the famous BBC News commentator and journalist for the voiceover for the program. Some 8 million people saw the piece when it aired, and it created quite the stir. I tried like working in a joke about like boiling noodles, pot, stirring, but I couldn't, I couldn't get there. Mm, okay. A lot yeah. of people bought into it, and the BBC started getting calls about how people could grow their own spaghetti in Britain. The BBC's advice, by the way, to people asking this was, place a sprig of spaghetti into a tin of tomato sauce and hope for the best. I, I kind of like that. That's, that's very good. I like sprig as an idea, you know, like you just take a tiny little piece of spaghetti. That's it's very good. I love the story. I love how serious the all the footage is. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really used their format. They went for it. Yeah, it's great. I'd like to thank Caleb for sending this topic in. If you want to be cool like Caleb and submit your own weird favorite story on Wikipedia, uh, it's easy to do so. You can find us on Twitter. The show is at Ungeniust. You can find Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E. And you can find me there as ISMH. Of course, you can also submit uh, via our website. Uh, you can go do that and read more about the spaghetti tree hoax at relay.fm slash ungenius slash 141. And Mike, until our next tasty Italian treat, say goodbye. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.